week's episode of the... Oh, no, 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 no. We are not doing this again. Listen, you're only here because I can think of a very creative intro for this. So, back to the naughty closet. Back! Why does this always happen? Hey, the intro guy, can you... Keep doing the intro, you know, whilst this music still. No. <sighs> sake. Ladies, gentlemen, and ladies, gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling with Fiction podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and we have predictions for NXT TakeOver War Games 2020. And yeah, I think you know what predictions are. And if you've seen some of my predictions before, then you know that I like to do things just a little bit differently. Don't be too shocked. We're going through the card match by match. But I always like to do something a little bit different. So for this, we're giving in our special Wrestling With Fiction Podcast Awards. And the categories are Breakout Star, Breakdown Star, It's Gotta Be Pain. Best Gear, and the newly dubbed Match of the Night Award, because I'm very lazy with names, the Meltzer Meal Deal. Yes, in case you didn't know, I'm from England. So stick around for that, and without further ado, let's get into some predictions. So let's begin with a war that I guarantee nobody will survive. So we're starting off with Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher. That rhymes ridiculously well. And it I'm assuming this is going to be the opener, because I'm admittedly I'm going off Wikipedia here. And my initial thought to this, because I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of the build-up for this. I I've been seeing tiny bits of Timothy Thatcher with his Thatcher's catch can. And that whole stuff he's doing, I I quite enjoy it, but I don't see him beating Champa. I I feel like whilst they are building up Timothy Thatcher for something, he doesn't quite have a spot anywhere on the card. Really, he's kind of that up and coming guy who isn't quite in the North American title picture or the NXT title picture. And Champa's a sort of well established guy in the sort of division. I feel like you need to sort of like keep him strong for a potential Balor versus Champa down the line because that's a match we still haven't gotten yet. So my main thought with this is it's going to be an absolutely kick-ass match. And it's for that reason, knowing how Timothy Thatcher wrestles, that we, ladies and gentlemen, have our first award. We have the legendary... It's gotta be paid award awarded to Timothy Thatcher, everybody. I know, I know, I'm, I'm so proud of him. Can, can you all stop? I, I, I generally think he could probably break my neck. Okay, good. Yeah, that's kind of the reason why I chose Timothy Thatcher for this one. Because while Tommaso Ciampa could potentially just knee strike the out of me, I 
I'm just scared that Timothy Fetcher will tie me up in a knot. And somehow, in the process of being tied up in a knot, somehow still break all of the limbs in my body. And while I don't see Timothy Fetcher winning, I feel like it's not his time to be in the upper echelons of NXT yet. I still think you got plenty of mileage with Tommaso Ciampa. He's still got a potential carrying cross view down the line. You got the stuff with Balor potentially. And just a bunch of other stuff. So whilst I would absolutely love to see Tommaso Ciampa lose here, I I feel like this is a loss for Thatcher. But with that being said, I still think he's going to absolutely beat the snot out of Tommaso Ciampa. I reckon maybe it's going to be like a very cool sort of story based around technical wrestling, maybe particularly Tommaso Ciampa's injured knee that he's had, you know, with the old knee brace that he's kind of been told throughout his entire career in NXT. That's just kind of a wild guess. That is basically me stalling for time for the next match, which I believe we should all just strap in. Because it's Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes to the moon and down into a strap match. I don't know how to feel about this feud. They've had a blindfold match. Uh, blindfold matches are always kind of iffy with me. I I like both guys a lot. I think Cameron Grimes, he's he's that type of heel who you always just kind of want to see get slapped in the face. He's got that kind of dislike that I kind of resemble with The Miz. Uh, Dexter Loomis. I feel his stuff as a babyface has been surprisingly good. Like, when I look at Dexter Loomis, I see him as kind of a full-on heel. Just kind of, if you guys remember Samuel Shaw. Samuel Shaw. Samuel Shaw in TNA. With the same mustache. Kind of this more demented stalker type character. I've always kind of assumed him in that kind of role. So for me, this is kind of a hard one to really call. If I'm going with my head here, I think Cameron Grimes is the guy you go with for this match. I think he's a guy who's perfect for the North American title picture. Maybe not necessarily a world champion down the line, but he's such a good despicable bad guy. I think his finishing move, the cave-in, is absolutely fantastic. It's a move that you can kind of use anywhere with him. The strap match is kind of a weird stipulation for me. I don't really think you kind of need this for them to really kind of get over as performers. Both guys are pretty damn good on their own. Plus, I kind of... We've already kind of talked about I, I see Dexter Loomis as like a heel down the line, and that's where he's going to start getting really elevated. So, my guess is Cameron Grimes, because I feel like he's a great idea for a potential feud that we'll be talking about next. So, the next match, we've got another award being presented, because it's Leon Ruff versus Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest, for the NXT North American Championship. I'm really excited for this match. I don't know how people felt about Leon Ruff winning the NXT North American title. My main consensus is that some people absolutely loved it. Others may have thought, why the hell did he win this championship? But I I absolutely love Leon Ruff winning this. I 
up until like I'd say two weeks ago, I'd never heard of the guy. And you know, wrestling needs surprises like this. So it's good that they've kind of kept this kind of streak with Johnny Gargano. They're kind of building a story around this that he can always get a belt, but like he can never really defend it. It's the same with his tag title run, his NXT title run, his North American title runs. Plus it kind of ties into the whole story as with like Candice LeRae kind of being that true sort of power couple in NXT. I'm kind of iffy on Damian Priest. He's he's impressed me a lot more since I've sort of been seeing him. I'll be honest, I wasn't really a big fan of Damian Priest when he initially came in. I think I kind of saw him as another Baron Corbin, which is uh I'm I'm sorry Damian Priest. But you know what? He's really like shown that he's better than that. That that's not a knock on Baron Corbin. He's a good heel, but there there are some mannerisms, you know. So, we may as well just get to the award that I think is going to be obvious here. Best gear goes to Johnny Gargano. Okay, so, I know what you're thinking here. Connor, you can't predict the best wrestling gear when the show hasn't even happened. And you're right. That's what a prediction show is for. Along with my random prediction awards. But if we're being serious here, all of the Johnny Gargano, like, entrance gears that he has for NXT TakeOvers. They're all, they're all really good. They're all just random, like, comic book or fandom references. We've had, like, Venom, which was an awesome one. We've had The Punisher. We've had some stuff from The Mandalorian. He's gonna pull out something very fun and creative. Because I... I'm biased for that, I'll admit that. I really like Johnny Gargano's wrestling gear, but it's my show. If you have suggestions, tell me on Twitter or on Instagram. I'd love that. So, we may as well just get on to how do I think this match is gonna go? Like any prediction show would go. I, I'm going with Leon Ruff on this one. I, I feel like this triple threat match is exactly, specifically designed to get Leon Ruff over as an NXT North American champion. I I personally see it as being something where Johnny Gargano and Damien Priest are having an exchange and completely ignoring him. Maybe Damien Priest hits his finisher, and then out of nowhere, Leon Ruff hits that awesome-looking frog splash that he has. And I know there's a lot of frog splashes, but the height this man gets, he puts Montez in, Ford in for a run for his money. Jesus. The height that he gets, the speed, I'm I'm all for Leon Ruff having this. I feel like if there's anyone who comes out of this, like, looking great, it's Leon Ruff. I feel that having him maybe down the line having a feud with Cameron Grimes would be good. Which is kind of the reason why I'm kind of putting this in here. I feel like the Johnny Gargano, uh, Damian Priest feud isn't quite over yet. So they're probably going to have another match at some point. All whilst just sort of building up Leon Ruff. Because I don't think he's fully proved himself as North American champion yet. That's kind of my main line of thinking for this. Gargano can win the North American title down the line. Absolutely. I just don't think it's really his time yet. To win it once again and kind of break that streak he has. I feel like he's got a better chance of going for the NXT title right now. Than the North American. 
Uh, Damien Priest? I I don't know what you do with Damien Priest after this, honestly. But I'm I'm sure NXT will surprise me, as it always seems to do. So let's go on to the first of our many, in the words of William Regal, War Games matches. Just imagine I did it in William Regal's voice. We're going to be talking about the Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, and the NXT Tag Team Champions, Only Lorcan and Danny Burch. So, who would have guessed, of all people, Pat McAfee would be one of the top heels in 2020? I... What even is 2020 this year, am I right? He is one of those heels who, even though I know this ain't his full personality, and that he's playing a person on television, he, he, he just gets under my skin, and he does it so freaking well, to a point where I, I forget that I'm watching professional wrestling for a second, and I just think, this guy, can, can someone please punch this guy? He's done such a good job of what he's given, honestly. And I don't know if people really give him the credit that he deserves at this point. Maybe I'm being biased here because I love the Undisputed Era as a faction. And I feel like having him there is almost kind of the perfect foil for them, especially for right now. I feel like kind of the faction that Pat McAfee's sort of built up is very well chosen. Only Lorcan and Danny Burch, people who really had sort of a breakout moment against the Undisputed Era several takeovers ago but then one of them got injured, so they weren't able to really rise to the occasion. Pete Dunne, a guy who's went for the NXT Championship and has been feuding with them for years. That's a very good choice. Plus, they've got this kind of mystery man who isn't quite present in the match. That's a very nice dynamic. Plus, you got the Undisputed Era kind of being the Undisputed Era, but just very kind of down on their luck. They're officially turned face which is a weird thing to say their faces now that's a thing they've pretty much been one of the top stars or the top stars in nxt from their inception their nxt video package that they had really just sort of emphasized this i feel like i don't think the group's gonna last forever War Games has very much been the undisputed era match in sort of modern War Games matches. They're in every single one. And it's it's for that reason that I don't really see the undisputed era picking up the win here. I feel like there's more mileage out of Pat McAfee, I hate saying it, Pat McAfee getting a pin over Adam Cole. And really just rubbing it in people's faces that they beat the Undisputed Era. How that happens? I'm not entirely sure. But my guess is that mystery attacker guy who they've had in the mask. It's going to be someone related to the Undisputed Era's past. Because I don't see them all splitting up 
as like being one of the faction members. If I had to put a guess, uh, I don't know who this would be. This would not come true. But part of me likes to think it would be Ricochet. A guy who's kind of screwed over the Undisputed Era for years. Well, at least not for years, for the past, for his time in NXT. From taking the North American title from Adam Cole to winning the tag team tournament that the Undisputed Era were a part of. And also being one of the reasons that they lost at War Games. I feel like that's a good tie-in. It won't happen, but it's just me fantasy booking. Because I'm very curious to see what they would do with Ricochet as a heel. I don't think it would be a good heel turn, but I'd be curious. Oh god, the thought of Pat McAfee winning. Oh god. I, it, I, I can see them doing it. And giving him the win. And actually, oh. It's for that reason that I'm going to say that Pat McAfee's the breakdown star of the year. He's the one who's going to get beaten the hell out of in war games. I could already see him being, like, pulled over. So the winner of the breakdown award, or the breakdown star, is Pat McAfee, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a round of applause. No round of applause? Okay, yeah, I, I completely agree. So on to... The main event! Well, one of the main events, because I'm guessing the two War Games matches are co-main events. One of them will probably open the show. It's Team Shotzi Blackheart! With Shotzi Blackheart, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, and Ember Moon versus Team Candice of Candice LeRae, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, and the newly healed Tony Storm. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this match. So let's get this out of the way. This is the legendary and coveted Meltzer Meal Deal. Yep, this is definitely the match I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, you've got uh, from top to bottom on this War Games team, absolutely awesome talent. You've got Io Shirai, who has really been coming into her own as NXT Women's Champion. You've got Rhea Ripley, who in at such a young age has already proven to be a top star on the brand. You've got Ember Moon, kind of the returning NXT veteran, technically. And you've got Shotzi Blackheart, whose vignettes were freaking awesome going into this. Like, the whole thing of her building a tank and having each of the members sort of like come in and give parts for the team. I, I thought that was awesome. Because I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of Shotzi Blackheart, and I'm regretting it severely. Because she is like nobody else on that roster. Or even in the main roster as well. She she looks so different. I kind of get a Jeff Hardy type of vibe from her. Kind of that almost Team Extreme type of deal. Because she looks so different. She kind of comes off as that badass woman who you kind of just want to see kick everybody's butt and we've also got Candice LeRae who on the heel side who I think has been really proving herself in the women's division ever since she turned heel with Johnny Gargano 
uh, Raquel Gonzalez, who I think is just a future star in the making. Dakota Kai, who I think is, I'd say, pretty underrated in NXT. I think that, personally for me, she should be probably one of the more top stars in that division. Maybe even a future NXT Women's Champion. And we've got the sort of newly healed Tony Storm, who... She's only just really coming into her own. It's only been a couple weeks since she's turned heel on Ember Moon. So I think she's still reasonably untested in this role. But even then, this sort of like War Games match is star-studded for what it could bring. In total, there is like three NXT Women's Champions, or two former, one current, which is really freaking awesome. I think that's the first time there's been that many sort of like champions in there. I I know that last year's one was Rhea Ripley. No, Rhea, Rhea Ripley is the former UK Women's Champion. You also had Kaylee Ray and you had Shayna Baszler. But I'm just talking about the main title here. This match is going to be freaking awesome. First of all, I'm excited to see what the hell this tank is from Shotzi. And, you know, fuck it, we've, we've already went over it, I'm not going to bleep that out. Uh, yeah, this final award, Breakout Star, yeah, it's going to Shotzi Blackheart. Okay, I said it, I'll be honest with you. I think they're planning very big things for Shotzi Blackheart in the future. Just from the vignettes that they had with her, with each of the members all just sort of like coming up to her. She's the only member of that team who is not of former or current NXT Women's Champion. I think they're setting her up to be the face of that NXT Women's division down the line. For me, she kind of represents what everything NXT kind of markets itself as in the WWE landscape. She is kind of the anti-establishment kind of, I, I look different and that doesn't matter because I'm awesome type of vibe that NXT tries to portray with some of its top stars. And plus, the amount of vignettes that she's got, the kind of big spotlight matches she's been getting lately, like winning the sort of ladder match against Raquel Gonzalez, uh, the NX- it wasn't an NXT Women's Championship match, but it was a match against Io Shirai, who's currently the top star. I don't see that team winning now. I'll be honest with you. I think Team Candice wins here. Because I think that you want to save Shotzi Blackheart winning the NXT Women's Championship down the line. Because I don't see Rhea Ripley winning it back anytime soon. I think she's destined for a call-up. Ember Moon, I think you can hold back on. And I feel like if Io Shirai is going to lose the belt, it's going to be to... Either, as of right now, I'd say Candice LeRae or Tony Storm. I feel like this match is specifically designed to get Shotzi Blackheart over as a character. And specifically get over pretty much all the sort of like hardcore offense that I believe she was known for in Evolve. I could be wrong here. Plus, I feel if anyone's going to take the fall in this match, it's probably going to be Io Shirai. Uh, Io Shirai currently doesn't really have any big challenges after beating Rhea Ripley. And if you really want to get over that heel character of Tony Storm, I feel like that's the way to do it. Or if not, I 
Dakota Kai, Kai, Dakota Kai will be awesome to get a win. Raquel Gonzalez, I feel, will be a good test for her. And Candice winning could just be a good thing to further the Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae storyline. I feel like there's a lot more positive outcomes if Candice LeRae's team wins at War Games. But really, we all kind of win, don't we? It's an NXT TakeOver. There hasn't been a bad NXT TakeOver. And with the way the women's division is right now, and the kind of rebuilding of the men's division, I feel like NXT is in a good place. It sucks that it's in this sort of like Wednesday Night War type of situation. Because I feel like as if we're not comparing it, it's an absolutely fantastic product. It's just that now it's being compared to AEW, so it isn't getting as much shine as it used to. But they're both still fantastic products. Takeovers are always the highlight of, like, any wrestling weekend. So, yeah, that is my NXT predictions. If you enjoyed it and you like to check out some other stuff that I kind of do that isn't predictions, feel free to go through it. I personally recommend the Brandon Cutler one or the Will Ospreay one. Those were fun. And apparently the Cody Rhodes one, because people seem to really like that. Uh, if you'd like to, like, give me your thoughts on who's going to win an NXT TakeOver, you can follow me on Twitter, at ConnorTheCooper, or you can follow me on Instagram, at WrestlingWithFiction. So, without further ado, I have to say goodbye to everyone. Thank you all for listening to these random predictions with sound effects and random crowd inputs. I am... I question officially the podcast equivalent of the Thunderdome. So, once again, thank you all for listening. I already said that. And remember, everybody, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.